0: Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. All right, I'm Mike Luke, jetting home from uh, tap and Bottle with John Schuster, Jacob Franklin in, making us look cooler than we are, making me turn a light on when I wanted to actually be in the dark. Okay, so Arizona, um, again, DraftKings sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Um, Arizona loses tonight. Um, what was the final score, Shue? Uh Last I saw it was 45-10, and then I bailed. And and that basically. <laughs> And honestly, that basically feels the way it was. I think, uh, I, I think
1: Arizona 45-20. The Cats uh, made it close. Oh, good. If there was a, if there was ever any over in question, go Cats. This is one of those uh, games, Mike, where it appears to me that you weren't the only one who wanted to be in the dark. It uh, felt like, uh, you know, the weather was dreary. Uh, maybe it was going to rain a little bit, and then Arizona got smacked around, and uh, then it started to rain and they didn't really want to be there, and it just got out of hand. And Utah did what a lot of folks expected. I remember uh, last week uh, Utah dominated. Okay, simple, basic breakdown there. I remember last week saying that if Rising didn't play in this game, that maybe that would be a situation where Utah could be a little one-dimensional on the offensive end, Uh, and as a result of that, perhaps Arizona had a chance. I remember uh, one of our many commentators here uh, basically uh, rightfully laughing at that, saying that Utah would uh, gain 500 yards on the ground, and it looks as though they more or less uh, could have in this uh, matchup. This uh, This was a dreadful performance from Arizona's standpoint, and in games like this, Mike, you're well aware of this. You can't make mistakes. Right. Arizona made three or four immense mistakes in the first quarter that pretty much set set the tone. And as good teams are one to do, Utah took advantage of that Opened up a twenty-one to seven lead, and Arizona really never challenged.
0: You know what it is, Shu. You and I have watched a lot of bad football over the years. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to give uh, obviously because Jed Fish obviously inherited a terrible situation, but bad football teams do dumb things, and they do dumb things at the most inopportune times. Whether it's dropped punts off of a, off of a, or excuse me, uh, drops off of punts. Yeah, whether, that's horrible. Whatever,
1: it will work on you.
0: Right. Whatever you're the case, covering a
1: little bit, so I'll cover until you get up. I know. what you, I, I know the what you're saying. Um, you're, you you've got those the, those inopportune circumstances where you know the punt leads to a situation. Arizona on one possession, I think, in the second half, and there were plenty of issues in the first half as well that will also get there. You're moving better now, so that that that's a good sign. Uh, Arizona gets gets its one break. It goes zero for October in forcing a turnover. Actually, forces a turnover in the third quarter when the game is, I think, 28-10. You know, they're not they're not in it. But, it, you know, in college football, you never know. Maybe con, you right. know, maybe have some things break your way. You make a 99-yard drive down the field. Momentum is somehow in it, and it's 28-17, and you're kind of in the football game. Uh, you, you know, it's obviously a lot to ask. Uh, but Arizona gains nine yards on its first play does nothing on second and one. And then Delora decides he's going to throw a bomb on third down and one. Yeah. Which goes incomplete instead of running to, you know, potential open space, which at least moves the chains. It was that kind of day for Delora. It was that kind of day for Arizona. It was, you're, you're right about the concept of, you know, just, ju- just, stockpiling mistakes. And when it steamrolls it steamrolls and against good teams, in a venue that you didn't want to play in, it was pretty apparent about eight minutes into this football game how this thing was going to turn out. Hell, most people knew I think uh, you, uh, probably six weeks ago how this game was going to turn out, and it was an unpleasant uh, viewing experience. I know you had a lot of people at Tap and Bottle who came to see you because you're working the room, <laughs> uh, and 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 you were a hell of a lot more interesting than Arizona football was today. So well, you know, it's one of those that you. And we're so late in the season. You hope you can put it behind you. Maybe the tough portion of the schedule. Well, no, they go to UCLA next week. The tough portion of the schedule just, just continues. Arizona's in a in a frustrating spot right now. And all the things, Mike, that you're going to talk about are correct. And all the things we've talked about on the postgame. Jed fish has a ha, had a lot to inherit. Correct. They're better on offense. Correct. They need to work in the off season to try to recruit better defensive players. We get it, it's all true. Arizona's better this year than they were last year. All of that's true, and that doesn't take away from the reality that tonight sucked.
0: Well, and you know, honestly, it was an interesting point a guy made because we were at, uh, um, obviously, we were at Tap and Bottle downtown, obviously a very, very impressive turnout, and a guy said to me, and I think this is kind of the problem with the Arizona football shoe. He said, you know, I've checked out. He said it was a cool couple-game run. I just mainly came down here to talk with people and talk about basketball coming down the okay, corner Okay, Mike, right I'm now. losing you. Um. Yeah, because I can see you fine.
1: Um, um uh, and I'm losing you again, and I don't know if that's on me or on your end. So I apologize if the problem is, is on my end. Um, and so I'll continue while I see you kind of freezing on on your side. I noticed that uh, KB Teal uh, uh mentioned a comment about how teams are able to adjust against Arizona, uh, and Arizona at this stage ha- doesn't have the ability to counter punch. And I think there's a lot
0: of tra- Hey, Shu, I'm gonna tell you what. I think this is probably on your end. Generally, everything is my fault, but I'll tell you what, why don't you try to like reboot and c- hop back in here and uh see what you can do? Um, because I think on my front, I'm I'm pretty good. Um Okay, so and Shu's gonna try to get back in here. Here's kind of my problem though with this Arizona football team, though, is that you they compound mistake after mistake and this isn't really a situation too with a team where you can get them and you can get them and you know essentially um make up for mistakes they're just not that good they're not good enough to be able to do that and we've talked about this from day one if you're going into a game if you're Arizona you have to be able to you have to be able to score you're going to have to be able to score every not every single time down, the, but you can't give up dumb things. You can't have a s- t- situation where, you know, a Jacob cowing is dropping a pass or you can't have, you just can't have situations like that. And you got to remember too, this is kind of, and we're going to get to your comments in just a second, but this is kind of a beaten down fan base as well. And you know, like I said, well, uh, we, again, great, uh, turnout at tap and bottle, but the one thing though, that was, you know, like a, I had two guys tell me, they're like, you know, honestly, I came here not for Arizona football. I came here to be able to talk about Arizona basketball and where we think everybody's going to be. That's kind of where the Arizona football mentality is right now. And like I said, I like Jed Fish. I like what he's done, but man, there is a long way to go with this reclamation project. And hopefully there's not a long way to go with John Schuster being back in the scene. Hello, John Schuster.
1: Hey, sorry about that. My apologies. I don't know if it's on my end or it's on yours, but if internet keeps, uh, you're good. You're good now. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Hopefully things have improved. And again, apologies if I was causing some consternation there.
0: Go no, ahead. So we were just talking about how Arizona, like I said, I gave the story. And again, we're going to get to these questions here in just a second, because we've got a lot of really good comments. But like I said, Xu, I had two people here and I think this is really the kind of the framework of where Arizona football is at this point. And that they said, you know, and again, we had a great showing at tap and bottle. We'll be down there again next week. But he said, You know, I came down here because Arizona basketball is here. I came down here to talk because I want to get your mind on, you know, where Arizona basketball is. And this is something that Fish is going to have to deal with because this fan base is essential. I don't want to say they've checked out, but everybody's looking towards basketball right now, especially after this performance.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And they were ahead of time to this is I, I i know this uh driving around some students on a fairly regular basis over the weekend you can kind of get right. a little bit of a pulse as to uh what's going on and how kids are thinking and there was a you know because it was a road game uh you know there was a lot of uncertainty as to where arizona football was even playing and it's it's one of those things they've done a good job uh i think of being in, engaged up to this point and I think a lot of them recognize the same thing that we recognize. They try-ish. But, yeah, the old adage uh, has come to fruition once again. It's basketball season in Arizona, and, and the Wildcats are going to play three more games, and we'll hope in the offseason the recruiting gets better.
0: Has this team regressed, You,
1: I feel like uh, they haven't gotten better. Yeah, uh, and, and and one of the issues, uh, again, I think I mentioned it, and I don't know that it, whether – uh, the internet was uh, messing up again, that uh, Arizona was 0 for October in ter- forcing turnovers. Right. And Mike, you and I talked, uh, what, in the early stages of the season about how that was something that defensively Arizona needed to do. We talked right. about whether it was a gimmick or not and all the rest of it and yada, yada, yada. But Arizona wasn't able to do it, and teams scored more than 40 points on them on a consistent basis. Uh, and that happened again tonight, and Utah I actually turned the ball over at the goal line once. So... The the Utes could have easily had 50 in this matchup. And it's it's one of those things where defensively, Arizona doesn't look like, well, it doesn't. It's not like they don't look like. They don't have the ability, whether it's a talent issue, a scheming issue, a, you, you know, who, who knows what the heck it is. People have figured out what Arizona's limitations are defensively. They understand that if you can hold on to the football, you're going to put up a lot of yardage and score a lot of points. And that's what teams have been able to do.
0: Have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX?
1: Not in at least, uh, not in the post-buffering internet era.
0: All right, here's the deal. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA game money line and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's simple, that easy. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, and minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I thought that Arizona was going to, uh, I thought they'd have a good chance of covering this game. This is why people in Vegas are much smarter than than Mike Luke is. But I did think that uh, Arizona had a chance to cover here, but you also saw the difference between a team that is a top 15 team in the nation and a team that is Arizona. For yeah. lack of a better term. That's just kind of the way that it is right now. And again, DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX and Four Peaks Brewery. All right. Now, Four Peaks, a lot of people consumed Four Peaks down at the tap and bottle watch party. Our good friend John Schuster has stated multiple times that the big men for the University of Arizona, Azulis Tabellis, Umar Ballo, and uh, Henry Vassar and Dylan Anderson should be called the Four Peaks. I agree with that. Anthony Humbert agrees with this as well. He told me in person when we were at the uh, Tap and Bottle Watch Party that he agreed that the uh, Four Peaks was a great point that should be brought out there. We give John Schuster a lot of credit for that. But again, when it comes to Four Peaks... The, uh, again, uh, help yourself with some of the, um, discounted beers, 15 bucks for a 24 pack of the fall variety pack. This Saturday, well, earlier on, but check show, uh, show notes for details. Again, four peaks brew, always at the tap and bottle watch parties. Anthony Humber degrees. All right, John Schuster, what were you going to say?
1: I was noticing, uh, one of the comments, uh, down below where, uh, uh, Jose, uh, mentioned, uh, the departure, of. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, uh, uh Don Brown and how it kind of tweaked what it was that Arizona was trying to do. Last year, Arizona was more a bend but do not break but blitz occasionally team that on the offensive end tried to rely on milking clock and slowing things down a little bit, too. So there's a lot that uh, played into that equation as well. This year, Arizona offensively, because it has better talent, has tried to play quicker, and it's put uh, more pressure on Arizona defensively, and it hasn't worked. And the Wildcats on the defensive end are not in a position to put any pressure on anybody and haven't done a good job of doing the one thing that uh, the new philosophy had hoped to implement, and that's force a bunch of turnovers. And uh, when that hasn't been part of the equation, and Mike, you and I talked about this probably six weeks ago. This is something that you cannot rely on on a regular basis. And what we've learned is that Arizona has pretty much nothing after the fact. And teams have absolutely obliterated them on the offensive end of the ball. Uh, Arizona And Arizona's offense has been, you know, generally good uh, tonight. It wasn't against Oregon. It wasn't against better teams. It isn't. It's got a long way to go, too. And I think uh, Jose may have mentioned that the offensive line has a lot to do on that front, too. But, uh, yeah, from, from a defensive standpoint, that's going to be a big um, rehabilitation project in the offseason. And we'll see if Arizona is as good at bringing in talent uh, from a recruiting standpoint in the offseason heading into from season two to season three as they were from season one to season two uh, with improving on the offensive end.
0: Now, let me ask you this. So with you look at this Arizona team, no, or excuse me, no Fafita. We're going to get to him in a second. Jaden Delora, Um, by and large, I think he's been pretty good for Arizona this year, but there's also games too where he there's some just curious decisions where it's third and one, and you brought this up earlier, where he just he throws it long, he throws it 30 yards over the receiver, and nobody's even in the vicinity of the area. Is that on the coaching? Is that on Jaden Delora? Where are we at with him? Is this a guy that you can win big with? Is he a numbers guy? What do you feel that he's at?
1: Oh, you can win. You can, win. when it's all said and done, I think Arizona's going to win its share of games with Delorean quarterback. quarterback. Uh, but this is a, you know, every once in a while, and I think it happens when you're put under a lot of pressure against very good defenses. And Utah's defense is Good, I you know I don't know if in the Pac-12 there's such a thing as a quote very good defense, but Oregon <laughs> put a lot of pressure on him, and Utah today put a lot. Utah at the very least is so much more advanced than Arizona in the trenches that that allows for teams to uh, get pressure on him. And I thought their schemes against DeLora were very good. And then what happens is it is he kind of he's able to make plays, but he also goes into panic mode too, right? And and, and it's a tightrope right now. He's playing that Welenda game between making the play and finding somebody open and then even maybe finding a safety valve, which he hasn't really been able to locate for much of the last few weeks. He either seems to go for a feast or famine type thing or making you know bad decisions and not getting, getting himself into what happens in the next play situations. The third and one play was terrible. Right. I mean, it was, that was a, and I know he's inexperienced. Totally get it. I think there's a lot to be said about that. He thinks he saw something on the on the field to go for a big play. That's a junior high mistake. I was gonna say, and, man, that's a and, desperation. And yeah, that's a panic just, move. That that's just a bad that, that 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 that's just bad. And to his credit, Fish yelled at him for it. Right. He should have. That was a that that was just a a a dreadful strategic mistake. And again. Arizona's probably not going to win this game if DeLauro runs for four yards and moves the chains and keeps things alive. I think it was a greater example of the kind of frustration uh, that he had in this matchup. And when he struggles offensively, that's one of the issues that Arizona has right now. I think some folks in the comments have mentioned that Arizona needs to improve on the offensive line. Absolutely true. The other thing that needs to happen is that Delora has to get more experienced, and maybe it helps with an offensive line. But when he makes inexperienced decisions and doesn't play good games, Arizona's offense suffers. And when Arizona's offense suffers, they get dominated.
0: Right, for sure. Now, a couple things that haven't been dominated is Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, you might say, Mike, that sounds really good. I don't own Mountain Mike's pizza. Some people might think that I'm Mountain Mike. I am not Mountain Mike. But Oracle and Wetmore, that's where it's at. They're going to be at the next tap and bottle watch party downtown. And uh again, they've got all kinds of great deals there. And this is a pizza that is taking over the 520. It's all over. When you come down there next week, again. Don't be left out. A lot of good, a lot of good folks down there. Tap it, or uh, excuse me, Mountain Mike's Pizza, great stuff. You'll enjoy it. All kinds of good stuff. And Tap and Bottle, big, uh, big thank you to Scott and Rebecca and everybody down there. We had over fifty people show up. At one point, it was a very, very good experience. Anthony Humbert was talking about uh, all kinds of good stuff down there. Our guy Nate Rady, our guy uh, uh, Matthew, all kinds of good people down there. But they also have Four Peaks. The, uh, not the uh, U of A big man, which I think a lot of people are confused by with John Schuster, but the actual Four Peaks Brew itself. Very good stuff. Come check it out when you get a chance. We will be down there next Saturday as well, so come hang out with us. Heck. You know what? Most people wanted to talk Arizona basketball down there. We'll talk some Arizona basketball. We'll talk whatever you want. Just come on down. So again, and Bottle downtown and Jeff Mojave, they have every kind of pizza you want right there. And again, it's thick. It's good pizza. You will really like it. Okay. Now, um, my mom just messaged me, and my mom is generally a beacon of truth, a harbinger of truth in an uncertain time. And uh, she said that, you know, Going into the year, this was a It's supposed to be a two- or three-win team. We've already accomplished that. We could maybe finish with four wins. We, as she called it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think when you're looking at things in perspective, I still kind of think that's where I'm at. Now, maybe they aren't as good as maybe some people thought. But, you know, when you look at what Jed Fish inherited, I'm still okay with what I've seen. This was probably their worst performance of the year, though.
1: Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, And and it was a game that... uh, Again it was frustrating on a number of fronts uh, Utah was you know physically more advanced uh, their program is much more entrenched the matchup does not benefit a an Arizona team that is still reasonably young and trying to figure some things out and and uh, when Arizona made mistakes, Utah, a good football team was able to take advantage of them and as the game progressed, uh you know they were able to do whatever they wanted on the uh, on the offensive end to take advantage of a very porous, Arizona defense. That's all understandable. This is a, that doesn't take away from Arizona. Uh, uh, it got to be Arizona had a bad performance today. They had a bad performance against a good football team in a venue that they didn't really want to play in that. And, and so it looked frustrating. It was frustrating, but overall, we all know this is a long-term investment and we all know that Arizona is better moving in the right direction. I think, uh, I think, That's 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 unmistakable. Yeah, pretty much everybody recognizes that. And if you look, for instance, last year's Arizona team was what Colorado is going through now. Arizona's better than that, and it's going to be a process. It's going to take some time, and I I don't think there's any reason for concern right now. There's certainly reason for frustration, but I don't think there's any you know reason for concern. Arizona's moving in a positive trajectory. That you know. From from a realistic standpoint, this is probably where they are and where they should have been. Whether we thought they were going to win two in the offseason or or three, what did the um, what did the DraftKings folks say? Two and a half was that the two they and said a half wins? Yep, and okay, we told them, and them to half. hammer the over. Yeah, and you got that right. Now you know they, they it may not be over by much. Uh, and that matter was over. And I think we'll look back at that Cal game. That's going to be the frustrating one. I think. That, I agree. That that because Cal the, sucks. That was the game on the schedule where you felt like Arizona had an opportunity and then maybe you can pick someone off in this in this very difficult group uh, and then you've got ASU and anything anything goes there. And maybe the season then uh, produces some more wins and brings even a little bit more excitement as you go out there and try to recruit again. It's difficult. You know, uh, in, in the offseason, I think uh, Arizona coaches, which have done a very good job recruiting, are going to have to sell a little bit harder because there's a possibility you're going to conclude your season on an eight-game win streak, and the head coach who is trying to convince you to come to this program has an overall record of, what, 4-20? 3-18. Yeah, those aren't numbers that are going to impress. Uh, right. So that's going to be a little bit more difficult in the offseason, but they did a good job this year, and we'll see if they can keep it up. Again, from a realistic uh, standpoint, uh, this is this is what we expected. Uh, you hope it's better. It hasn't been. Maybe we'll be surprised in the last three games and Arizona will be able to pluck something. But, uh, you know, this is where they are, and you need another jump next year. One of the things I was hoping for, Mike, and I know I'm rambling here, and I apologize. No, you're not rambling. You're giving. Um,
0: you're dispensing valuable advice.
1: I was kind of hoping that the that Arizona wasn't going to make a discernible leap between year two and year three, but was going to make a discernible week between the bye week, uh, yeah. dur- during the bye opening uh, in season two, that there was going to be a game this year where it seemed like the light bulb came on. There was a there 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 was a noticeable advancement in the product. And to some degree, you could almost take that away in the USC game, but it was all removed and then some by virtue of today's performance.
0: Let me ask you this, Shue. Um, a lot of people actually uh, one thing I want to give uh, my guy, Matthew Bothwell, a ton, dude, big supporter of PHNX. He's been down there. Matthew, appreciate you, homie. You've been uh, you've been a rock right there. Big, uh, big ups right there. Um I've had a couple people ask me this, and uh, a couple people ask me this today. Um, Ricky Hunley and Chuck Cecil, I can't really give you any specifics, but like people are saying, you know, basically they were brought in because they're alumni. Should they really be here? I don't really know, but I will say this though if Jed Fish feels comfortable in year two with them on the staff, I don't put that on Ricky Hunley. I don't put that on Chuck Cecil. I put that on Jed Fish. If they're not good coaches, if they are good coaches, at the end of the day, that's on Jed Fish right there. And like I said, I had a couple people bring that up to me today, and I thought that was an interesting point.
1: How the hell can you tell?
0: That's I mean, what, that, and that's my point. I don't you, really know because it's not like you're dealing with NFL talent. Like, listen, if you go in there and you're dealing with LSU talent and all of a sudden you're giving up 48 points a game, well, the coaching's probably not great, but I can't really sit here and say looking at that U of A defensive line that Ricky Hunley doesn't know what he's doing. Now, again, he might not know what he's doing, but I also can't sit here and say that though.
1: And I don't know what's going to happen in the off season too. Maybe the folks, uh, maybe the folks see something that's very similar to uh, what the upper brass and the U of A coaching staff sees. Uh, It's hard to, uh, you know, it's hard to tell at this stage, the reality that is that Arizona doesn't have any talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't know what kind of magic you're looking to get. Uh, You know, you hope to find something and something ain't there. And the something that ain't there is that Arizona has no talent. Right. And, 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 and that disparity is working against them right now, whether that's a coaching thing or the fact that, they're just not very good. Uh, right. I think remains to be seen. Now, if we're having this conversation next season at this time and there's no discernible improvement, uh, then maybe that's a uh that's a little bit different. But right now, I don't know. And I think a lot of folks don't know. That'll be interesting to see though in the offseason. You are dealing with a team that gave up a lot of points. And uh we'll see if there's, you know, we'll we'll see how far the long-term investment trickles down. And what I mean by the long-term investment, let's start with the Arizona Athletic Administration and uh, folks in positions of management in the U of A administration overall. That's President Robbins. That's Athletic Director Dave Hickey. Nobody's making a move on Jed Fish because you were one and you, you won one game in season <laughs> Jed one. Is, and you might Jed win Fish three. has job
0: security right now. For sure.
1: He has job security. So, so there there should be a reality that there's patience even if the fans don't show up next year there should be a belief that this thing is going to improve and that Arizona is going to be competitive under this coaching staff however maybe there's a little bit of a trickle down here you know there there might be some coaches on this coaching staff that Jed Fish isn't particularly thrilled with and if they are maybe there's going to be some movement there but again I think at the baseline is that Arizona in the offseason was able to do a good job recruiting better players on the offensive end and wasn't able to match that on the defensive end, and their performance has shown that.
0: All right, a couple of things. I want to get to the, Maleficent, I think, makes a great point right here. I'm very curious to see what people have to say. But I also want to tell you about game time. John Schuster, are you a procrastinator? Because you're not. Oh, I will yes, say he this.
1: is. Yes, John Schuster is. John Schuster does...
0: John that. Schuster is full of it right now. I'll tell you one thing about John Schuster cuz we're going to get to game time. If John Schuster says I'm going to meet you at 2:15, John Schuster is there at 2:14. That's if not procrastination,
1: Mike... that's punctual. Oh, no, no, no. No. No.
0: no, uh-huh. no, no All right, no, no, I'll let no, you
1: do no. your read. All
0: right. And, and use Mike me Luke as your says example, he'll be... when Mike Luke says he'll be there at 2:15, Mike Luke is generally there at about 2:23. When John Schuster says that he'll be there at 2:15, he's there at 2:14. Now, game time is there for people like Mike Luke not for John Schuster. And here's the deal. Let's just say that Mike Luke says, you know what? I want to go to a, I want to go to a boxing match. You know what? I want to see Floyd Mayweather at age 56, uh, fight. Mike Luke's probably going to wait till the last second to actually do that. Whereas John Schuster wouldn't even need game time because John Schuster would be ahead of that. John Schuster would be using his connections in Las Vegas. And, uh, Mike Luke would not. That's why I would use game time. Here's the deal. You can save up to 60% on your tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. I'm talking to myself, not John Schuster. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. John Schuster, not a procrastinator. Maybe a procrastinator and other things in life. But as far as being poignant, John Schuster has Mike Luke beaten by a mile. So again, game time for people like Mike Luke. Check it out right there. Okay. Now. I want to get to some of these points right here. I think that uh, Maleficent makes a good point. DL getting blown up every game, uh, even under Sumlin. O line uh, getting lower on obvious plays. I want to talk about the D line here because the one common denominator I think on pretty much every good Arizona football team over the years, and this goes and I can't go back to Larry Smith or Pop McHale like John Schuster can, but there's other people out there. Um, they were youngins. But, yes. But whether it was the Desert Swarm, where, whether you had, you know, when you had uh, uh, Parton, when you had Waldrop, when you had Brewski, or whether it was, I mean, heck, when it was 98, when you had, um, and again, I'm, I'm going to draw some blanks right here, you had Joe Tafoya, you had, uh, uh, there was other good people, just trust me on that. Or Mike Stoops, where you had uh, um, Ricky Elmore and Brooks Reed, DeAndre Reed, you um, Earl yeah. Mitchell, you you had other guys. Generally, when Arizona's fielded top 25 teams, they've had pretty decent defensive lines. That's been something that has been missing for a long time at the University of Arizona. And quite frankly, think about the last 10, 12, 13 years. Uh, Scooby Wright's pretty much the only one that sticks out. That's a problem, especially when you're looking at the historical contents of where Arizona is.
1: If you look at the historical contents of college football, and probably football in general, that's a reality. If you have a bad defensive line, you're going to need to score 60 points a game, and somewhere along the line, someone's going to beat the hell out of you. Right. Uh, and and you'll have a really good year sometimes because your offense is so dynamic, but that's the type, type of thing that's going to catch up to you and especially catch up to you against uh, uh, better football teams. Arizona, and this is one of those, uh, you know, I... In, interesting. I don't think Arizona's defensive line is any worse now than it was under Sumlin than it was under Rodriguez. Right. Like you said, Mike, Arizona, Arizona's sucks. done this for most of the last decade. You but know, that's not good. Think, think of the Rodriguez teams. You know, we're, we're we're living in this bubble. Rodriguez did the same thing. They'd, <laughs> they'd give up 40, 50 points on a consistent basis and just get blown off the line on a, on a consistent basis. Every team in college football tries to find linemen, and very few of them are successful. Do you know which teams are successful in finding linemen? The ones that are ranked one, two, three, four, <laughs> sure. six, eight. No, and Utah. Okay. If one of the one of the things that I think maybe is interesting here, if you want to bring so so does Arizona need better defensive line guys? Yes, duh. But how does Arizona go about doing that? And taking a look at the Utah model to some degree is something that I think folks in this coaching staff are going to try to utilize to tap into some of that recruiting base to see if they can convince players who might be more interested in going to a more established school like that or some of the other locations uh, to ultimately try to give Arizona uh, an opportunity. And I don't know if that's a one-year fix or if that's the one piece that's going to take the longest as Arizona tries to uh, progress in a way that's positive, that doesn't make them just a competitive team in the conference, but makes them a team that has a chance uh, to win a lot of games in league play and perhaps even beyond.
0: All right. Arizona's at three wins right now, John Schuster. How many do they finish finish with on the season? Boy. I'm going to say four. The four peaks.
1: All right. Okay. How many are
0: you going with? Are you uh, sticking with three or two?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sticking with two. <laughs> you go backwards. Arizona's yes. Arizona's defense was so bad today that they should have a game taken away. Um. Uh, and it, and it really, to some degree, it really is fascinating. The last really good defensive play Arizona made was the fourth and two against North Dakota State. Uh. And, and I don't know if they've made a defensive play that's mattered since. And 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 it's irritating. It's irksome. And and when you see teams run them over on on a week on weekend and week out year in and year out it's like what the hell is going on right is because the programs and i'm going to put this in air quotes because arizona's tradition which we love which i like it the tradition of arizona football i like which we love to talk you know that your football program's in trouble When you mention a defensive nickname that is now 30 years old, that's not good. So what we would would hope is, you know, something that under Smith and under Tomey, Arizona was able to provide that kind of reputation for. It's very similar in that regard to what uh, Whittingham has done up in uh, Utah. He's done a fantastic job of that. And there are some things that he does offensively from a strategic standpoint that have me scratching my uh, chrome noggin. Uh, But uh, uh, other than that, it's, it's hard to argue that what Utah has is working and working very well. And it's part of a model especially in the trenches that I think a lot of teams are going to try to figure out how to emulate and Arizona's on that list. And can they pull a couple players players uh, who may have considered Utah? They're going to have to try and hopefully they have some success.
0: All right, John Schuster, before we sign off here, the thing yes, that friend. I got and our good friend, Ben white, Ben one white on Twitter, um, said Schuster is so blunt and funny. The defense hasn't made one play that mattered. Ben white is a big John Schuster fan. Um, you said last year that you gave Jed Fish an F. Um, yes. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm not saying I told you. No. Something. I, I is, was just confirming. that. Yes, yes. Yes. What do you give Jed Fish this year?
1: Uh, C minus. I think okay. they were. I. I think they were in C plus to B minus category after uh, surprising us with the San Diego State game and then doing the types of things that better football teams do to grow against North Dakota State. Right and that has completely unraveled and you know it's it's relatively unraveled on them the going in what we're seeing their they're, their progression is average because it's what reality says it should have been they they had a chance at at the beginning of the season to maybe go two and one in non-conference games and they did that and then you know you knew they were going to beat colorado they did that and then you were trying to, and then you looked at the schedule from there and you were hoping to find W's and they haven't been there. And and so, I mean, the offense occasionally keeps them in games and occasionally it isn't very good. And the defense in the last, you know, uh, two thirds of this season hasn't been good at all. So, you know, I think they're in the C minus range. But again, it's kind of what reality tells you they should be.
0: Okay. So, all right, we're going to sign off here, but I'm going to say this. Arizona basketball is here Monday. <laughs> Again, we're going to be here the uh awesome, awesome environment there at the Tap and Bottle downtown. Thank you big time to everybody who showed up. We will be there next Saturday as well. Arizona basketball though is here Monday. We will be here with a post-game show and I'm going to uh, we'll have a preview of it uh, tomorrow. But John Schuster, some people call themselves the shaman of Arizona football. I'm going to call you the Schuman of Arizona football. Ooh, that's right pretty there. solid. That's I solid stole that from. Uh, I stole that from David Matola right there. David, you're a beast. But um, again, tough game for Arizona. Basketball's here. We we will be back with you a Saturday. Um, for everybody out there, again, everybody that showed up, big big props, Matt Anthony. Everybody out there, can't thank you guys enough. Even J- Jacob Franklin. The ASU grad that he is, you know what? If, uh, you know, I'm going to give Jacob Franklin, all six foot eight of him, some credit. Jacob, believe it or not, I have to drive up to Phoenix on Tuesday, so it'd be nice to me. I'll be up there. But everybody out there, really appreciate you. Shu, as well, thanks a ton. Um, I'm gonna go out and talk with some Arizona basketball fans and a little bit of Arizona football as well.
1: And before we head out, it's always a pleasure, but it's long overdue to a large degree after tonight's performance on the diamond in Dusty, we trusty.
0: Oh, oh terrible. All right. On that one, the four peaks, the Tommy gun, and when Noah when Noah Fafita becomes the quarterback and he's throwing some of those looping passes, Noah's arc, we will talk about oh. later. <laughs> All right, for John Schuster on Mike Luke. Again, everybody out there, thanks for your comments. We will be back with you on Monday live. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>